You're listening to The Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. Hey, everybody. Adam Charno here, host of The Better Man Podcast, and I'm joined today by the founder of Better Man, Robert Lewis. Robert, how are we doing today? Doing really well, uh, Adam. I've had some really exciting events in my life recently that have really given me an uplift. Uh, one is a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I welcomed our 11th grandchild into the world. Wow. A little son named Logan. So uh, that was very exciting to us. And then, right, If I quizzed you right now to go through the names of all 11, can you do it? <laughs> uh, I probably could. All right. Yeah. Well, I won't force you. I just want to know that you could. All right. So <laughs> 11. Uh, I, I, I sometimes have lapses in memory, but I think I could do it. What? Okay. Uh, <laughs> but the other thing that makes this an exciting day today is last night I finally broke through the COVID curse on football. Last night I found myself sitting in the stands watching my oldest son, my oldest grandson, play a real football game. Wow. So how good is that? That how many people were there? Uh not very many. Okay. Uh, but they, <laughs> it was it was still a good game, but they they had them all socially distanced. Oh yeah. With mask on and everything. It was it was weird, but it's it's it was finally good to see a live football game, not a rerun of some SEC football game back in 2015. Yes, that you know everybody in the SEC remembers every play from that game anyway, right? All those fans are a little bit rabid about that stuff. But that's funny that you mentioned that was the first time because my I've got two young boys. I've got a sixth grader and third grade or sixth grader and fourth grader, and the fourth grader was the first one to play sports this past summer right after the whole shelter-in-place quarantine, and uh, we went out to the baseball field, and, man, it felt right. I, I know how you – I mean, it just felt right to be back out there well, watching was, all that. It was fresh. So when you say, how are you doing today, I think uh, with grandkids and football, life is really good Come right on. Now. That's it. Well, let's just close this podcast down, and, <laughs> and <Yeah>. that's it. <laughs> that's the episode one. Go get some grandkids and watch some football. <laughs> all right, well – uh, before we uh, get into the rest of the content today, Robert, we have we've mentioned this pandemic. It's uh, it's been going on. If anybody's under a rock right now, I don't think anybody is. I'm sure our listeners know about all of this, but it's been a few months since the last episode. So, what has Better Man been up to over the last few months? Well, you know, it, it really has been exciting. I mean, even though the virus is, you know, it it you, you have virus fatigue after a while, but. Uh, the last few months for us at Better Man's really been exciting. Uh, first of all, we uh, were able to bring on Tom Wilson as our CEO. Uh, Tom's a longtime friend, but uh, I served with Tom at Leadership Network, and Tom was actually the uh, CEO of Leadership Network. And so bringing him on has really given an uplift to our Better Man organization because he brings excellent management skills uh, to our board and to our organization. So we're, we're, we're glad to have Tom on board. Uh, also, we, we expanded our website. You know, our website, we feel like, is, is really kind of state-of-the-art, but uh, now it offers a lot more than just good information. It offers uh, a man or a ministry, a men's ministry, everything it needs to access and use all our Better Man resources for a large group, a small group, and with the virus, a virtual group. Yeah. And uh, the best news is through generous donors, all of our resources are free. Wow. And I'd want our listeners to hear that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that surprises a lot of people because of the quality that they'll see our resources 
are, but uh, they're all underwritten and they're all free. Come on. Uh, so that's 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 a great thing that's occurred over the last few months. Uh, we've also partnered with the Barna Group to do a national research survey on where men are today, and that's been completed and published uh, as of July. And that's out there for anyone to have. They can go to our website or to Barna.com and get that information. But just recently on September the 1st, we did a national Barna workshop on that research. And that was broadcast uh, across the U.S. on September 1 and was hosted by Dave Kinneman, uh, the president of Barna. So yeah. uh, that uh, broadcast is available to any of our listeners if they wanted to go watch a rebroadcast of that. So we're very excited about that because that just recently happened. Uh, we also secured Jaime Loya, who is senior pastor of Cross Church. Uh, he's one of the top Hispanic leaders in America, and he has agreed to film a Spanish version of Better Man. All He'll right. be doing that in uh, January of 2021. So by the spring of 2021, uh, we should have that Spanish version of Better Man, along with all our resources, our workbook, uh, and things like that in Spanish. And then, of course, finally, we're thrilled to be launching our Better Man podcast with you. That's right. <laughs> so I was so wondering been a lot of great things that have happened. <laughs> it really has uh, over the last uh, four months. That's great. So, I mean, has the pandemic impacted the ministry in a negative way, or has it been positive? You talked about virtual groups, and, and I'm yeah. sure that was a little bit of a learning curve for some people to learn how to do that. Uh, are they adapting well, as far as you can tell? You know, we, we actually had planned to launch uh, Better Man in April, and that's when the pandemic went full bore. So we had to shut down our launch, and but we used that time in April and May to actually create, as you mentioned, a virtual form of Better Man, yeah, and put all the training on how to engage that that those virtual resources on our website. So now we have virtual Better Man, both in a large and small group uh, format. And uh, the good news is, over the course of the summer in and uh, July and August, and now into September, we have had hundreds of groups launch virtual better man across the United States. So, uh, yeah, we're thrilled with that. That's exciting. And you know, it, and it's at the, with this pandemic, it doesn't matter if you like it or not, it's reality, right? We have to learn how to continue to connect. And I've been impressed with the technology and just how, uh, it's definitely not the same as being in the room with people, but it's not that bad. You know, there are some great ways to use the tools to still really stay connected with people. Yeah. We, we actually had, uh, a group up in uh, the Rockford, Illinois area, uh, when they looked at our virtual materials, they actually kind of innovated for us. They called us and said, could we do a virtual large group, uh, Better Man? And we said, well, what are you talking about? And said, they said, well, maybe 200, 250 guys. And I was trying to think, because I'm not real tech savvy how you did that, but they did it for us. And they had it where their pastor could host it live then they would use one of our video speakers to do Better Man. And then they broke down on Zoom into Better Man small groups with leaders they had trained and uh, conducted a large Better Man uh, virtual group. And we've used that since to launch other large group virtual Better Man. I love it. 
Hey, it's reality. You just got to figure it out. Uh, yeah. Go figure it out. Yeah. And people are figuring it out. And that is really cool to see yeah. the ministry continue to move forward. So let's think about some stories. What are a couple of the fa- uh, your favorite stories that have come out of Better Man over the past few months? Well, probably my most favorite story is our guest today, Kyle Reno, yeah. who is a pastor here in central Arkansas. And you're going to get to interview him or we're going to get to interview him on how he connected with better man and actually uh took the big leap and did better man uh before the virus kind of shut things down did better man out into the community and uh, just did a great job and he'll share his great response but a couple of personal stories i could share real briefly with our listeners uh one is a uh, email i got from a anglican pastor okay and he connected with our website and looked at our materials and then he texted me the other day and he said i bet i am the first small group virtual global better man wow and so i i contacted him and i said uh, hey what do you mean about doing a global <laughs> better man he said well i saw that i could do better man virtually and uh as anglican pastor i've got friends around the world and he said, I thought I'd try something. So I created a Better Man virtual small group with uh, four of us in the U.S. And we were meeting virtually. But on our virtual connection, we also had one participant in Kathmandu, Nepal. Wow. We had one participant in Nairobi, Kenya, and one participant in the Orissa state of India. And we have been conducting Better Man Global. And he said, do you have a Better Man Global group? And I said, John, you're the first one. We so do now. <laughs> take pride in that. Yeah. He's going to get his own page on the website now with oh, all that. That, that was, is exciting. That was thrilling. Again, one of the things I love is to see men innovate when they have these materials. Yeah. He did that. Probably on a more personal uh, level, I had a friend of mine who uh, contacted me, and he said his 16-year-old son, he's a men's ministry leader over in South Carolina, and he said they were doing a Better Man small group, and his 16-year-old son was in one of the uh, Better Man virtual groups. And he said, Robert, on the session, session of six, when you share the gospel, my 16-year-old son came to Christ Wow! and shared that actually in the group. So I just want to tell you, it's connecting on a heart level with young men. And uh, to have my son come to Christ— it was all worth it. Okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. And there's just going to be so many more stories like that. That's just what happens when people get together, Yeah. talking about God's Word, talking about the truth. It just, those seeds are being sown, and uh, and there's going to be a lot of fruit that comes from that. So I know we talked about this a little bit briefly on our preview episode, but just as you look ahead, so here, you know, we're recording this in the fall of 2020. As you start to look ahead to 2021, uh, what, what, just, what gets you excited about the future with Better Man? Yeah, honestly, I think uh, what excites me, because we had a surprise launch uh, back in uh, July with the virtual groups, and to see now that there are hundreds of small groups already across the country as we enter into the fall, I think what excites me most is just to be able to watch uh, Better Man continue to grow. Yeah, uh, We've launched, like I said, hundreds of virtual groups, but we have many more that we know are waiting to go live. And I think as the pandemic uh, morphs and subsides and some guys even figure out ways to meet live 
which we've, we've talked to a lot of men across the country who want to do uh, live groups. But as we get into the fall, I'm excited to see uh, how Better Man uh, expands into those live groups, both uh, small groups and large groups, especially as Better Man becomes normal again yeah. with those live uh, offerings. So that's one thing I'm really excited about. I mean, we're all about offering uh, better man across the country where guys can do it themselves and we have them doing it themselves. But as it becomes more uh, where they can actually meet face to face, I've got two small groups I'm going to be launching uh, this September with my sons. They each got a group of 13 guys. Wow. So I'll be actually a coach or table leader yeah. in two better man live small groups where we'll be beating in a socially distanced large group, I mean, small group live meetings. And so I can't wait to do that. So seeing all that just excites me. And uh, uh, that's, that's of course, one thing. I would also say, um, Adam, building partnerships, yeah. uh, as we just started doing uh, with other best of the best men's ministries across the country, uh, really excites me because Better Man is just a ministry. It's a way to, it's an outreach to reach men, both Christian and non-Christian, to get them engaged in the fundamentals of manhood. But to go forward, we've got to have partners that will join us. We've already had a number of of some of the best men's ministries across the country, like, uh, you know, the New Canaan Society, also yeah. uh, the group in Atlanta that does radical mentoring, as well as others. Uh, so having these partners allow us to connect those ministries as our next steps, because we're not here trying to do it alone. We're trying to do it in partnership with other ministries. And so as those other ministries join us, we get to promote them off our website. Uh, you'll be having some of those with us on our podcast to promote yeah. them. We want it to be a win-win men's movement, not just about better man individually. Yeah, and and some of the biggest wins come when this ministry and this curriculum and this program is brought into the local church. That fires us up when that happens, and uh, and so that's what we're going to do now. Robert mentioned we're going to bring on a guest today uh, whose name is Kyle Reno, who's been really a pioneer in Better Man, was one of the first churches to do this. He's got a great story to share. Robert, why don't we go ahead and uh, bring Kyle in, and uh, I think this is going to be an encouraging conversation. Okay, guys, well, we'd like to welcome to the podcast the directional pastor of the Summit Church, Kyle Reno. So, Kyle, welcome. How you doing? Man, I am great. Honored to be here with you. Uh, tell everybody where you're sitting right now, because we got a good view. Not Our listeners can't see it, but it's a very <laughs> colorful room you're in right now. Yeah, in all the glories of a kid's room here in Conway, <laughs> Arkansas, at one of our churches. We're, we're in the middle of some remodeling, and all of our staff is posted up in the offices, and so I took one for the team. There you go. So he's hanging out in the children's room right now, and uh, it looks very calming and soothing. Yeah. I bet, I bet all the kids work. like it. Well, Kyle, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners, maybe who uh, people who are hearing about you or just meeting you for the first time. Where are you from? Uh, where are you leading yeah. right now? Give us a little rundown of just some of your background and what, what you got going on at the Summit Church. Yeah. Well, uh, I am from Alabama, my wife and I, hence the Alabama accent, just to go ahead and get it out there, <laughs> the, the, the strong slang that you'll pick up. Uh, but my wife and I uh, and our four boys and a baby girl on the way, so I'll take the, all the prayers we can get wow. for that. Yeah, we, uh, we have had the privilege of serving at the Summit Church for seven years. We planted the Summit Church Conway. We're part of a bigger church family 
four locations, and uh, I started here as the lead pastor, and by God's grace, transitioned this last year into the directional pastor role, and have the privilege of overseeing our four locations and uh, see what God's doing here. So really, really blessed, love Central Arkansas and what God's doing in our state as a whole. That's great. Have you guys started meeting live again? We have. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's very good. Poor, very poorly at first and growing in, 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 in the experience. Every yeah. Week. <laughs> and was that a very easy decision? I mean, was uh, did anybody have any opinions on whether or not you should meet? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what, none whatsoever. Man, things we, are different we, in Arkansas. We, we laughed. At, I mean, any decision is simultaneously right and wrong, so... All good. I tell you what, this has been some of the best leadership training. I mean, across the board in all organizations, but I am excited for the church because there's no book or podcast that you could listen to that would train, uh, do the leadership training that is happening right now, walking through and navigating this pandemic. So that's a that's an episode for another day, but let's, let's stay focused on this one uh, right now. So why don't you do this, Kyle? Why don't you let us know, how did you hear about Better Man? Well, I, man, I'm privileged to have a relationship uh, with the founder of Better Man, Robert Lewis, and He's been pouring in and mentoring uh, me personally, but I watched him, just God put a burden in his heart for men uh, in a fresh way. God has obviously used Robert in a profound way over the last decades, but they they did what was then named man-to-man in Greater Little Rock and really saw the Lord do an incredible work in a, in a big group of men over those 11 weeks. And I went to him, honestly, asking him to come and do it in Conway and to come and, and lead the man. And I'd get behind you and be your biggest cheerleader, Robert, and would love to see um, the, the dynamics of Conway, see the next generation of, of college and millennial-aged men uh, change into better men. Uh, and he turned, the, he turned the table on me and said, I got a better idea. <laughs> better idea. Yeah, instead, let me help coach you. And seeing that come to Conway, uh, which is was an incredible experience. That's great. So uh, why don't you just talk about your experience? So you said, hey, will you come bring this? And he said, I've yeah. got a better idea. And so what did that entail, and, and how, did, uh, how did you pull all that off? Yeah. Well, we could see the need. You know, I could see it in our church, but uh, most importantly, we could see it in our city. You know, Conway specifically is a— is a college city. There's three colleges here. The median demographic for the city is like 27 years old, and the, in, a, in a city of about 75,000 uh, and growing. But there's there's a there's a lot of boys, but very few yeah, men. I hear you. And, and a lot of and I got a, a lot of guys lost in life with no idea of how to be a husband, how to be a dad, how to be you know impactful in the workplace and. So we, we could see the need in our community, and we, and we wanted to step into it, and, and honestly, in a non-churchy way. Yeah. And so what we found in Better Man, it provided, and there's so much I'd love to share about it, but it provided us an opportunity to come as a man saying we all long to be better men. Hmm. And I, I think that it struck a chord in our men in our church specifically but what we didn't realize is how it would strike a chord in our community. Yeah. And, and then how it was in specifically even in that millennial age range, most men know that they're not, they're not measuring up what they're longing for somebody to actually tell them how. 
Yeah. And what I felt like Better Man gave us was a, was a chance to say, if you'll go on this journey with us, we believe that we can show you and give you some tools to, to live out of the rest of your life. And it sure it was that in every way, but it, the, the immediate momentum. And I feel like for us, what, what we had done over years by God's grace, it had leveraged relationships and really got to serve our city and community. It gave us a moment to, to come with all the favor we had gained and say, if you'll give us this one moment here, we think we can provide something for you and for this spirit, this college, this football team, Hey, this church, will you partner with us in this? That we can see the collective tide of manhood in our city rise. That's good. So you had made the decision this wasn't going to happen in your church, right? You wanted this to yeah. be out in the community. Was that your idea, or was that uh, was that part of Robert's better plan? <laughs> yeah, it was better. that was definitely uh, his encouragement that we that we quickly uh, joined, and we had, we had we had we had been striving to do things in our city. Uh, to bridge that gap from the church building into our city and spheres yeah. of influence. So this was a no brainer for us, but I, I don't think I, we didn't realize uh, how the, the nature to which, how much better that plan was than anything we could have done in house or in our church building. Yeah. So you guys are in that college town. So you had some locations there that could take a couple hundred people, right? So you guys went and found a building or a meeting space somewhere in one of the college campuses there. We did. We did. We searched high and low and, and, and prayed hard and, and had a few key relationships. And then ultimately we used the, the hopper at the University of Central Arkansas, which is their sports complex. And we gained the favor to, to go into their uh, recreation building, which had three basketball courts. Okay. And, uh, and we, we, we had the awesome opportunity to call about 25 men to meet us at three thirty in the morning to roll out mats and so that we could set up the room and which you would think this will never work. You know, <laughs> yeah. we'll never be able to rally the troops to this, but men were longing to be a part of something. And wow. so we never had a week where we didn't have more than enough help and people to call to actually just the setup process Yeah, because they, they, they got on the wave and they were, they just wanted to ride it. That's awesome. So when you started to plan out this event, did you get any uh, any initial pushback? Yeah, a, a little. I would say pushback as much as questions. Like they wanted to make sure. I mean, what was the was, what's the real agenda here? And so from church partnerships to I mean athletic programs that we had built relationships with with the college campuses, teams, and such, uh, and and even college ministries. When we first talked to them, they, they were trying. They wanted to know: Is this a summit thing? Are you trying to really push the name of the summit forward in this? Because if so, that's sort of conflicting, maybe, or we, that competitive spirit that that's uh, in all of us at times. And for us to come, and I feel like God did this work in our heart. Is like, no, we will never mention our church's name. That this will never be about us. This will never be about any specific pastor or anything. This will be a moment for us to all believe together. Uh, for what God wants to do in this city and raise up better men. And so we, we led with that. We led with that. Like, Hey, I want you to know this is not a summit thing. This is not, this is a us thing. If we will lean into this together, we can believe. And I hope they come to your church. I hope they're part. I hope men that come to this, this event, this journey, leave here connected to some table leader from your ministry and plug in for as long as they're here. 
And as, did you guys facilitate that to make sure that that would happen? Did you try to strategically place people at tables with their with their home church? Yeah, what, what we did is, the, and Better Man has this laid out so well, you know, there was, there was tangible steps for everybody to take because we called leader meetings and we called churches into it. They were able to sign up to lead in specific ways and even fill their tables with specific men that they've invited. So they were able to walk people into the journey and then walk away with those same people on the other side of the journey. So I, I know of, I, even to date, you know, I, I still know of better man groups, you know, yeah. men that never stopped meeting, you know, that were, had no connection to our church whatsoever. That's great. So let me ask you this, because the, the Summit Church is a big church, multi-campus, you know, you guys, uh, I'm sure you've got an amazingly talented staff. Why didn't you, after Robert uh, gave you the the challenge. Why didn't you just go back to your team and go, all right, guys, let's write our own curriculum. Let's come up with our own program. Why did you choose to use uh, some, you know, why did you choose to use Better Man and not just create your own stuff? <laughs> that's, the, that's the easiest question I'll answer that because it's better than anything <laughs> we would have created. You know? <laughs> there is something to that, yes, and it is nice every once in a while to just have something off the shelf. There's something to Robert's life and ministry, you know, in the cumulative work of God in and through him. That, that was able to put handles around things that we didn't have, you know, and, and to say things that we believed in, in, in ways that we didn't know how to say it, you know. And so it just it gave us the, the tools we needed to do the work we wanted to do anyway. And so there was no, no reason to recreate it. It was just take the, take the play, pray it up, and run it. There you go. <laughs> and yeah. all great things come out of it. Yeah, sometimes things can be easy, you know. It doesn't always have to be the most complicated uh, way to do things. I was on staff uh, at a at a church for uh, ten years, just a little over ten years, and we uh, collectively for church leaders, when we try to solve problems, our knee jerk reaction is to come up with the most complicated solution possible. You know, <laughs> and so sometimes it can be easy. You can just do something like like use uh, use Better Man. So um, what would you say, Kyle, to the church leader who's driving around right now and thinking, not going to happen, right? There is no way I could host an event and I'm going to have men show up. I'm especially not going to have men show up at 3.30 in the morning to roll out mats and set up chairs, but let alone I'm not going to have men in my church show up to even listen to anybody talk about what it means to be a man. What would you say to the leader that's driving around right now and that's maybe running through their head? Well, one, I understand why you're thinking that because uh, I know how busy you are and the pressures you have on as a pastor and the leader in the church. Uh, but what you're thinking is not necessarily true. That you don't understand the questions that, that men, I didn't. I didn't understand the questions that men in my own church, let alone in my community, were asking. Yeah. And that they, 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 were, they were painting for these answers. Hmm. They, they were longing for somebody to say, no, life is intended to go this way. Yeah. That, you, that God intended things to be set up in this manner. We, we don't see the deficiency uh, until we get underneath the lot. It's almost like when you finally go to the doctor, you know, and then the doctor says, no, here's what the problem is. And what better man gave us this chance is to see the problem together and then to find the solution together. Yeah, that's great. How about this? How about there is somebody who's maybe listening right now, and they would love to bring this event to their church or to their community or their organization. Uh, they're maybe not a formal part of their church leadership or their uh, their organization leadership, and they're skeptical that maybe the leaders would go for it. So what would you say to somebody like that that's going, hey, I want to bring this, but I don't know if the leaders would go for it. 
how would you encourage them? That their leaders are, it's not like they're not doing a ton of things. The hardest thing I think for a pastor to make a decision about is to do the best things. Yeah. Because, because ministry is busy and we, we, uh, we create our own, our own work schedules. And uh, oftentimes we betray ourselves in that and it keeps us from better work. You know, and I would tell a pastor on the first on the front side of this one, hey, this is the best kind of work that to see God change the lives of men in your church and your community is going to bear fruit in a million different ways in marriages and, and their their own purpose and passions, all those purity th- things for them. But for a, a, just somebody in a church that's going to move toward their leadership and sort of throw this out there is to let them know that you believe that they could do this incredibly. Yeah. You know, to say to your, to say to your pastor, Hey, I have found this journey, you know, that helps men understand manhood and uh, to be better men. And as I look at it, I just think, God, you would do such a great job leading us in this, you know, the, the, because he wouldn't be your pastor if you, you didn't believe in him. You know, he wouldn't be, you wouldn't be sitting under him if you didn't believe that already, but to take it to him is not as a demand, but as, Hey, I can see you really doing this. And it would, it would, it would, God would do things in me and in us. So I wish you would at least look at it. Check it out. I like that. That's great advice. So, uh, Kyle, as we wrap up here, what's one of your favorite stories to come out of this event that you guys hosted? It's, It's every week. And I mean that it's every week, the stories I still hear. So, I mean, it, it's, it'd be hard to nail down in the course of the, of the event that we had the weekly meetings. You know, I remember the third week I'm, I'm walking up on stage and we had walked into our past a little bit to the week before and we're helping men see moments where woundedness may have happened and things that have shaped who they are and, this guy that I didn't know, you know, we had 500, uh, right around 575 men. And uh, so I didn't know a lot of guys, but this guy that I didn't know, as I'm walking up, they're starting to introduce me, you know, and this guy grabs me and says, Hey, I just want you to know that out of uh, what you shared last week, I got in my car and he left the event. And it's the businessman left the, the event and he drove three hours to stand at his uh, father's grave mm. and forgive him. Gosh. <laughs> I said, man, you can't tell me that before I go over and try to <laughs> <How cruel. laughs> Yeah, Yeah, that's just one story out of just dozens and dozens. And I recently had, uh, I was in Bass Pro Shop, which is man world, you know, and so <laughs> I'm walking down, the, walking down the aisle and this man's big like man's man making a beeline toward me and I'm, I'm hoping this is going the right direction. Right. You know? <laughs> and he stops me and he has his son, you know, in tow right behind him. And he said, Hey, you probably don't remember me, but uh, you're, you're the better man guy. And I'm like, well, uh, I was a part of it. I was privileged yeah. to be a part of it. He <laughs> said, well, I just, and big old tears in his eyes. Oh. He said, I just can't tell you how much it meant for my family. Wow. Yeah. And on the other side, I'm about to cry now on the other, that his leg, you know, is, is, is his son. Yeah. And you think, man, what, what did those weeks mean that shape that's going to shape the kind of dad that boy's going to have? Amen. Uh, so just incredible, no better investment we've made, uh, in ministry than what we did to go on this journey. That's great. 
So it sounds like uh, this little challenge from Robert uh, turned out to be all right. This was a great, <laughs> this was a great thing to do. And um, here, here's what I like. I like the courage that you had to go and do it. I like the, that you accepted the challenge to go out and do it out in the community. I like that you didn't overcomplicate it, you know, and you just said, Hey, here's a curriculum. Let, let's use this. This is a path. You know, this is a plan. I love how you got other people involved in it. I think that is an absolutely a model for how this thing can work at its best is when it's not just done in a church and it'll do amazing things for churches and it'll, it'll most likely, or most of the time probably be in churches. But when, when some men can get together and do this in the community, I mean, golly, who knows what can happen? You, you just casually mentioned there, I think I wrote this down. You said 575 men showed up Yeah, every week. And how many did you expect to be there? Uh, we, we prayed for 300, yeah. oh ye of little faith. <laughs> <laughs> and so. as you said, how many little boys, uh, are, are, uh, you know, tagging along their dad's side that were impacted probably more than 575. And it does, mm. it just shows you there is this enormous felt need out there for folks, uh, men that want some guidance and just somebody to tell them everybody just feels like they're winging it. And uh, mm-hmm. that's what I love about this curriculum. So for folks that want to bring this to their church or organization, uh, I think you're going to give a lot of men courage to take a step forward with all this. So thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Man, yeah, love thank it. You. Love you guys. Appreciate it. Praying for a better man. All right, Robert, that was a great interview. Do you have any final thoughts? Well, I thought Kyle really represented what we see with better man. Doing it and then seeing the results like that. I especially like it that uh, as a pastor, he did it live which is a huge step for a pastor to do it live. But on our Better Man website, uh, one of the resources we give is we give video training to a pastor of how to do every session. And then afterwards, I do coaching tips to look back at the session and little, little five minutes of coaching tips of things not to forget. So there's actually uh, web training on how to teach Better Man live for any pastor. Hey everybody, Adam Tarno here. If you like what you heard on the show today, please do us a favor and rate and review the show. That'll help people find us. If you're a church or organization leader interested in bringing the Better Man 11-week event to your community, go to betterman.com for more information. This has been the Better Man Podcast. Have a great day.